Hey guys, welcome to Big Church Online. We are so excited that you've joined us today. If you're looking for any sermons or words of encouragement, you've come to the right place. While you're here, please subscribe, like, comment, share. That way you can stay up to date and help others find it as well. Now, let's get this week's sermon in progress. All right. Well, um, today we have a panel of parents that we've been watching ever since they came. And they're not just good parents, they're great parents. And um, so they were hand chosen and uh, Pastor Rich and I just really are so confident in what they're gonna bring today. So we're gonna be asking them some questions and let me turn your mics on for you and then And uh, I'm going to have you guys introduce your family. Um, and then I want you to tell us what your family dynamic is. So who wants to go first? Go ahead. Go ahead. Hi, everyone. I'm Yolamar. This is my husband, Tyler. We're the Mitchells. Um, our family dynamic is we're a blended family. Yes. Go ahead and pass it up to Jenny. Hello, uh, my name is Jenny, and my family dynamic is me and my two sons. Um, I have two boys, 13 and 21, so I have been a single mom for 21 years. Wow. Hello, I'm Maitland, this is my husband, Cameron. Hi, I'm Cameron. <laughs> Uh, we have two kids. We have a two-year-old, she's a girl, and then we have a boy who's four years old. Awesome. Hello, my name's Joni. This is my husband, Billy. I call him Billy, you can call him Bill. Bill or Billy. <laughs> um, we've been married uh, 36 years now and have three beautiful daughters and now have amazing grandchildren. <laughs> yes. We love those grandchildren. I saw a couple of them, I think, today. So good. Well, we have developed some questions that we want all of you guys to answer. And um, I'm going to start with the Martins. <laughs> what has been some of your biggest challenges of parenting, and how have you guys overcome them? Well, for me, uh, we got three beautiful daughters, so overprotecting them mm. was a problem I had. Come on. Uh, getting through that without her guiding me, I, I wouldn't have been able to do it. That's so, so good. That's so good. Girls. Girls. <laughs> you spent a lot of money on makeup and hairspray and other girly things. Yes, and then the boy thing came along. And oh, yeah. yeah. We've got one of those boys sitting in here today, too. Chance. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Chance. <laughs> Caleb. Is Caleb here, too? No. Okay. Hey, you want to say For me, the challenge was just raising three daughters, period. Um, and having a work-life balance was mm. so tough for me because I was very fortunate in the beginning that I could be a stay-at-home mom, and I loved every minute of it. Um, but then the other part of me wanted to give them things that I couldn't give them being a stay-at-home mom. Right. And at that time in my life, I thought that was very important, which later in life I'm finding out, eh, it wasn't, so that, it wasn't that important. But, you know, I wanted them to have what their friends have. So I made the decision to go back to work after 10 plus years. And looking back now, my 50-year, six-year-old self, what is that? No. <laughs> right, that's good. Jenny, how about you? What, what's been some of your greatest struggles being a single mom? Well, um, let's just say, like, parenting, period, is a struggle, right? <laughs> like, the biggest challenge is just parenting, right? There's so many different um, aspects and you know things that I can think of that have been challenging, but of course for me personally, it is doing it alone. Um, you know, it's it's 
all the responsibility is on me. Um, so the biggest challenge that I face is overcoming the mistakes that I make, um, recovering from mistakes that I make, and that blame being on me, right? Um, so you always hear people say, you know, like, children don't come with instructions. You know, you don't leave home with an instruction manual on how to, how to raise them. There's no parenting manual. Um, and it wasn't until I consistently started following the Lord and reading the Word that I realized there's a manual. It's the Bible. <laughs> right? And so um, that is definitely what helped me overcome the challenges of, you know, forgiving myself for the mistakes that I've made, understanding and knowing uh, and trusting that there is no mistake that I've made too big for my God to make good. Um, and just being honest with my kids, just being transparent with them and, and confessing and taking up that responsibility when I make a mistake and being able to walk through it with them, uh, ask them for the same grace that the Lord gives me. So good, so good. What about you guys? So I think one of the biggest challenges that we faced was in the beginning, like right off the bat. We had our first son when we lived halfway across the world in Alaska. So it was just me and her. And we were still fairly young in our marriage, about almost three years. And But he was gone for half of it, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so we, we always had like outside noise telling us how to do things, what to do, what not to do, right. and we learned to kind of shut all that out yeah. respectfully, but shut it all out and lean on each other and work with each other instead of against each other. Mm. And we like constantly, like, what? No, <laughs> we going. constantly went back and forth on like, um, how we want to do things and what we thought was right, what we thought was wrong. What we're comfortable with doing. Hmm? Compromise. Yeah, com yeah, compromise. And then what we're both comfortable with doing when it comes to disciplining the kids. Uh, expectations, what we want the kids to be when they grow up, how we want them to be. So then we were able to sit down, have those expectations, and then say, okay, now we know what we want, how can we get them there? Yeah. And that was kind of hard to do, and everybody's telling you what to do, mm -hmm. not to do. Um, and then something else for me was, uh, one of my challenges was not having repeat mistakes. So I didn't want to do some of the things that I've, I didn't like growing up. Yeah. So I didn't want to make those same mistakes. I do tend to do those same mistakes, and I have to correct myself, and I do apologize to the kids. Um, but it's hard learning that balance of I'm still your mom, but I am going to give you grace because I want you to give me grace because I'm still learning and I yeah. screw up. Mm -hmm. So I've had to do a lot of inner healing. A lot of genera generational curses had yeah. to be broken. Mm -hmm. So I didn't put those on my kids. Right. So that was really hard. Right, right. I love that. You know, um, as Pastor Rich and I kind of talked last week, a major problem in marriage is having all those voices, especially the outside family voices. You do have to lean on each other and make your own decisions because God puts two imperfect people together that were raised by two sets of parents, totally different. And then you guys have to get together and decide how you want to parent your children. And it can't be the way Cam was uh, raised and it can't be the way you were raised. You guys have to compromise and come up with what works for you. And the one thing since you guys have been coming here a little over a year that I've loved watching is as you grow closer to the Lord, everything in your life just aligns more. And um, it's just been so sweet to watch you come in and do that. And even your parenting. I noticed your parenting right away. But then I've watched it get so much more solid. So, Thank you. Thank yes, you. yes. Okay, Mitchells. Um, well, I guess the biggest challenge for us is like we live in the kids are two different households, so it's that adjustment period, you know, like different rules, different boundaries, different sure. standards, so sure. religions, different cultures, so um, I guess like 
the big, the hardest part is trying to get them adjusted and making it feel like they're not mm. having like a side to pick. Oh, like when they're there's good. That's good for like these when blended with families. Us. So um, I think for us, we had to make it like a safe place for them, like in a uh, more comfortable knowing that, you know, they can love their their mom and us at the same time. Like they don't have to pick a side. And then we also to help with that. We let them know that there's a benefit to it, like there's double holidays, you know, two birthdays. So, and I think that was, um, I think that was the easy adjustment for them. You know, kids adjust very well. Yeah. But I think that was the hardest part for us is just the two different households. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Do you have anything to add? Um, comparing households, what they did over there, we want to do it better. We like, we don't mm. do that. You know, it's fun over there and it's fun over here. Um, it was a struggle. He's all about, for example, Christmas. It has to be Christmas Day. And I'm like, well, Christmas is, could be any day. They just want to open the gifts. Mm -hmm. So helping him understand just because they're not with us on that specific day, it does not mean that they won't have the same experience. You know, yeah. it, a movie it. comes out. He wanted to take them first, but they were with her and she took them. And he's upset. I'm like, just because we see the same movie, they'll have a different experience yeah. with us mm -hmm. than they do with her. So we just don't compare what they do versus what we do. Love that. One thing um, that I have loved watching you guys, we got the honor of doing their pre-marriage counseling. But um, the thing that I have loved watching you as a blended family is you've given her like the same level of parenting as you have. And what I love about you is you are treating those kids like they're your very own. They're mine. <laughs> and, and you love them well. But there are boundaries. And you guys have kept those boundaries. I've loved watching you guys parent together. And we're so excited. Uh, okay, I'm going to share some scripture before we get into this next uh, question. Um, I truly believe, as Jenny said, we do have an instruction manual. We may not know how many times to feed them, but we do, according to the word of God, know how to raise them, how to discipline them, how to have boundaries, so on and so forth. So I'm going to first read Hebrews 12, and I'm going to read 5 and 6, and it says, And have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as his children? First and foremost were children of a heavenly father and our parents before we ever get to become parents. And it goes on to say, he said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. For the Lord disciplines those he loves and he punishes each one he accepts as his child. We read right there, right? That God is expecting us as parents to have some discipline in our home. The kids don't get to rule the house. They don't get to make decisions. It's you making the decisions and sharing them with the kids. You know, when I was a teacher many moons ago, um, I, I realized that so many parents, instead of taking an adult side, they would think that their child was so special, and they are, but they did not have any discipline that they couldn't. I remember my parents said, you get in trouble at school, you're getting in more trouble at home. And it's true. I was, I, I was one of those kids, y'all, that every Sunday, my dad yanked me up by my arm and took me out and spanked my butt. And I'm like, I didn't even think I was that bad, uh, but I talked during church and I wasn't paying attention. And so, or who else, who, who knows what else I did, but um, I do believe that we are telling our kids whether we love them or not when we have boundaries and discipline. 
Because that's what the word says that God does to us. So we should model the word. Proverbs 19, 18 says, Discipline your children while there is hope. Otherwise, you will ruin their lives. And um, this is the word. This isn't Pastor Mindy telling you, you better start disciplining your kids. No, this is what the word of God says. Now, listen, I'm going to read. You know this one, spare the rod, spoil the child. But I'm going to read it from the message version. It says, don't be afraid to correct your young ones. A spanking won't kill them. A good spanking, in fact, might save them from something worse than death. So, I don't know if you gentle parent or you believe in spanking or you did believe in spanking. I don't know about you, but I couldn't spank my grandbabies, but I spanked my boys. (laughs) So, would you guys just raise your hand if you're a gentle parent? Like, you're going to do more grounding. You're going to do more, um, uh, come on, be honest. Come on, come on, come on. You've done both. Okay. Both. Okay. Both. Okay. Well, cool. We don't have one or the other to, for them to testify. Uh, and likewise, I did both. Um, the last time I spanked my boys, they were in middle school. And I always used an open hand. Uh, One time I used a wooden spoon and I broke it on them. Um, But I hauled off and whacked them on the rear end and blood vessels broke in my wrist. I was like, done, no more. Um, So my question to you all is, um, what are some challenge of discipline that you personally have or you see that other parents have, and it, um, and you want to speak to it. So I'm going to start with you guys. Okay. Uh, well, that was loud. Sorry. One thing for us, we are very disciplinary, active parents, um, but we do slack sometimes with consistency. So sometimes we're constantly on the kids. They're two and four, so we're on them all day, every day. We get exhausted mentally and we're drained. So sometimes we spank their butt for doing something and then the next minute they're doing it again and we're like, ignore it. I don't want to deal with it. So that's that's our fault because now they're over here confused. I just got in trouble for this. Now I'm doing it again. They don't care. So like we don't want to screw them up in that way. But we do slack when we're tired and don't want to deal with it. We just ignore it. So consistency is hard sometimes for us. Do you have have anything to add? No, just gonna agree with her I mean sometimes Remy's big on jumping on the couch and she'll jump on the couch jump on the couch you tell her to get off and so there's our verbal warning and then she'll run back over there start jumping on the couch jumping on the couch and then so we put her in timeout so you get two warnings it's like three strikes you're out like (laughs) so she does it again she'll either get a butt whooping or (laughs) we'll take something of hers away just so that they'll like they're like, There's okay, consequences yeah. for your actions. There's yeah. always going to be a consequence yeah. in the end. If you don't listen and you're rep- repetitive about it, then um, so that's, that's kind of like wh- how we want to be like. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes, like she said, we're tired. We, so tired. <laughs> <laughs> so we've tired. had long days, and then I see her jumping on the couch, like, you're going to get hurt, and then that, that, that's how you're going to learn. Like, <laughs> you're going to fall off. Don't come crying to me about it. You're I'm warning here. you now. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Mitchells, would you share? Um, for us, is parents trying to be the kid's friend. Um, and we kind of struggle because it's two different households. We want to make sure that they know that this is a safe space. So how do we parent versus, you know, discipline versus punish? And it's funny because we ask our oldest, what do you guys think? How do we discipline? You take our tablets and our phones. And I'm like, well, that's the punishment, right? I learned from him, his discipline style, he does a lot of teaching. Mm. 
because there's two different households. They come here and they say a word that we usually don't. We're like very intrigued. Where did you learn that? How was it used? What did you mean by using the word? And then we go back to teaching. This is why you don't say that or this is why you don't have that behavior. Um, so he does a lot of teaching and I've picked up on that because I was like you. It was like, you're wrong, you're getting a whooping and that's it. But there was no teaching for them yes. and you have to teach kids and if you don't, they're going to learn it. In school, else. yes. Dude, I love that. I love that. Um, but it's, it still is a struggle because like, um, like I said, with two different households, so I don't want to be the household that is strictly mm -hmm. like with rules, like they can't have fun. So I think that was the hardest part for me. So I, um, with her, she was telling me, you know, that they need it. So I kind of didn't like to second guess myself when it comes to discipline, like now, because you know, they do need it. And- um, They have to get it somewhere. So <laughs> I'm like, they have to get it somewhere. Might as well be with us and we just teach them. So. That's good. Yeah, because like now to this day, like if they're having issues over their mom, she'll call me or the kids will call me, you know, the so-and-so is acting up. So she told me that this is where communication comes in, that I need to have that talk with her to let her know, like, when it's time to discipline them, that, you know, she needs to be the one to do it, you know, right then and there. And them not looking at me is always being like the judge the and executor. Yeah, yeah. So. love that. So good. Jenny. Uh, so again, being that I didn't have the tag team partner and I've, my kids are older, I've done it all, everything from one extreme to the other, um, where I was disciplining out of anger, out of need for control, out of disappointment, uh, out of embarrassment, you know, just disciplining out of my emotions and it never took me anywhere, right? Like, um, and then I would flop because I'd feel bad because I knew that wasn't okay. And I'd flop to too lenient, a pushover, you know, like they could get away with highway robbery. And I'm like, I can't, I just beat you last week. I can't do it again, you know? <laughs> so, I, you know, it was my discipline when I look back, you know, and of course all of this time is without Jesus. I was alone, right? This was me trying to parent alone. Um, and I didn't have a physical tag team partner, but once Jesus entered the scene, I did. And so instead of this, balancing beam going back and forth from one extreme to the other. Um, I really rely on God now and the Holy Spirit to lead me. Um, pick my battles, you know, what, what actions need to be taken? What are, you know, what's enough punishment and what is, um, needs some grace? You know, I really rely on the word and on God to kind of lead me, lead me in that area. Um, and like I said, I've just found that he has stabilized that balance beam for me. Um, and then the one thing that is really important to me is a lot, like you said, is, um, communication, being raw and real with them, um, explaining the reason behind the disciplinary action, explaining the reason this is not okay, um, and standing firm on those boundaries, yeah. not doing the wishy-washy thing anymore. Like I said, no, it means no, and they know it means no. Yeah. Love that. And, uh, someone said it, it may have been you, but... Someone said, and apologizing. Yeah. When you catch yourself as a parent getting angry, crossing a line, not handling things correctly, if you'll just humble yourselves and apologize to your kids and say, oh, doing the best I can and I shouldn't have reacted that way. I'm sorry. And it just really changes so much. Mm -hmm. Jenny, um, I think you are an incredible single mom. And like, I don't think your boys have missed a thing because you have worked full time. You've gone, let them be in activities. You've been there for them. And now you're getting them in church. And I watched you at camp. And y'all, this isn't just something that she does with her own children. She has that grace. She has that pulling people aside and bringing correction. You just are all around so balanced in that. 
And so I just want to honor you for that today. Thank you. And can I can I add something? Absolutely. I, I meant to I meant to actually mention this before I ever said a word. Of course, being up here and anything I share, it's all glory to God. It's nothing that I've yeah. done, right? It's all through Him. Um, but just the fact that I'm up here right now is a testimony in itself. Um, a lot of people don't know my journey, but being a young single mother, I was actually kicked out of churches, um, like mid-sermon stopped and asked to leave. Uh, so it's, it wasn't until I came here that not only did I realize I was accepted and loved as a single mother, but that my kids were accepted and loved as well. And so it's just a testimony in itself that, you know, 10 years ago I'm getting kicked out of places and now I'm being asked to be on a parent panel. Like, God is good. <laughs> Full circle. I love that. Thank you. All right, so my friends over there, the Martins, talk to us. Because now you're not just in um, the, you know, you're, your girls adore you guys. Like, it's, it's so beautiful to watch. And I don't, it's not that they, I hear them, but I see the love. I see the memories and the traditions that you guys have made with them and how it impacted them. And I want to ask you guys, like, how, I know, <laughs> how is it a you know, now that you're grandparents and you've got adult kids and they don't parent like you, I guarantee it. We just don't, you know? So, like, how do you balance that or model discipline with your grandchildren and your children? I know that really wasn't your question. So, for me, the difference... <laughs> Kicking you out of your comfort zone. <laughs> Sorry, it's for me, and I've, I've, I've realized this myself, like when it comes to my grandchildren, I'm calmer, and I reason with them. Like I sit down, get on their level, and we just talk about it. You know, do you know why that's wrong? And, you know, yeah. and now that I found Jesus at the age of 56. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Had to find him sometime. Um, I bring Jesus into it a lot. Yeah. And, you know, so I sit down and just talk to them and explain to them, you know, what they did wrong and ask them why they did what they did and do it that way. But mothering my own children, you know, it was much different. You know, it's it was harder. Um, you have a lot of stressors in your life going on. Yeah. And the biggest challenge for me was, um, you know, sticking to it. I'm yeah. going to do it and sticking to it. And Billy and I talked about this last night. I said, that was a huge challenge because you start off, you know, meaning it, and then you're exhausted, you're tired, and mm. you just, you know what? I need a break. Do yeah. what you want to do. I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, you do care, but you're just exhausted. Yeah, you know, it, you're just run down and beat down, and it's just easier to give in. Yeah. But then I was telling him at the end of the day, we're not doing our children, we're do, we are doing our children a disservice by not sticking to it. Because yeah. if we don't discipline them now, society is going yeah. to discipline yeah, them later. So as hard as a struggle as it is, we need to try to find way. And I was very fortunate that I had Billy. You know, I could not have ever done or on my own. It takes a village. It really yeah, does. Nice. I could have never done it on my own. You know, he, we do everything 50-50. And I, we couldn't have done it without one another. Yeah. So hats off. I, I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how you younger parents do it with society today and yeah. social media and everybody yeah. looking at you. We didn't have that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, that, that was it for me. My biggest challenge with three girls was sticking to it. Mm -hmm. And I was one of those parents. My kids were guilty until they proved otherwise. Come on. <laughs> and they are here today to testify. <laughs> Um, and as teenage daughters, you know, I always taught my children not to fear me. I don't want to, don't yes, lie to me and good. don't fear me. You come to me, you tell me yeah. you messed up, we're going to fix it. Yeah. They're going to fix it. 
you know, I made them responsible for their own mistakes. Billy and I didn't fix it. And you can ask them today. They would be like, oh, mom, don't make, nope, nope. Let's go. You're paying for it. You're apologizing. You're doing whatever yes. you have to do. I didn't make the mistake. You made the mistake. That's good. So I think they that helped them on their yeah. journey, thinking, oh, yeah. gosh, you know, if I do that. And, you know, that was just for me. I'll, let Bill, I'll be quiet now. Well, I can't beat that. <laughs> I, I'm just going to speak of the grandkids. Uh, <laughs> I tried to parent them starting off the same way we did our kids and that, oh. that didn't work. I even got the name of No Man. No Man? Yeah, Graham started calling me, hey, No Man. I said, what do you call me No Man for? Because you say no all the time. <laughs> I said, okay, I got to change that. So she, she calmed me down, you know, and, and I think I've gotten better, so. I cannot imagine you ever getting angry. Can you guys ever imagine Billy getting angry? Except his kids. <laughs> I can get mad. Can you? Oh my goodness. Well, um, what I thought was so precious. Back at Christmas, Carly posted something about the memories that you guys made on Christmas and how, as an adult, she kind of misses that. She's gonna get her chance to start her own traditions. But then I saw that she got Martin on her arm, and it brought tears to my eyes that day. It's just a testament of you guys and how you parented. So give it up for the Martins. And I'm gonna go ahead and start with you guys since you have the mic. How did you balance all of the hats you wore when you were raising your kids? You're a, a mom and a dad and a, you work an employee. You, um, you know, if you were at church, you have all these responsibilities. And um, you don't, I mean, I know from all of you guys, you don't want to do, like, not ever have time for your kids. So how did you guys balance that? You want to shut up? Okay. Well, I mean, we would just support each other and help each other, you know. And uh, she needed help with something, I'd give in. And same with her okay. helping me. You want me to finish the other half of this, too? Sure, uh, go for it. The, okay, and then, uh, wait a minute, I, I, I got a cheat sheet. Yeah, here, you're so. fine. <laughs> We're that generation. Yeah. <laughs> You're seasoned. Uh, let's see. Like, how did you make time for yourself? Well, I can't say we did, really. Uh, <laughs> just accomplishing what we were trying to do did that okay. for me. Yeah. I didn't need anything else. Oh. <laughs> Love that. And can I add that this man here, not only did we have three daughters we were raising, but uh, he also agreed to take my parents in. And so we took care of our parents. We moved and my mother was completely bedridden since I was five years old. and could do nothing you know we had a feeder changer bather every day and um they did you know we wanted to take them out of an area of town and move them so we all moved and he agreed and we did that for five years you know and i wouldn't change it for anything in the world my children loved my parents you know as much as i did but we had many hats, you know, I was a caregiver full time. I was a wife and I was yeah. a mother and, you know, it, it was hard. Yeah. It was very hard, but you know, we had to do it together. We really didn't make time for ourselves, you know, but we didn't, at that time we didn't know. Mm -hmm. So we didn't care because, you know, it was a different time yeah. than now, but we wouldn't change it for anything in the world. It's <laughs> good. Jenny? Um, how do you balance all the hats you wear yeah. and make time for yourself? Uh, so balancing the hats, 
um, a lot of the time was just the blind leading the blind. And then again, once I had Jesus working with me, uh, I just had to trust that he was going to equip me with the hat that I needed in the moment and that, you know, he was going to give me what I needed to take care of the family, um, whether it be health, finances, you know, like whatever hat that I needed to wear, he was going to do with my best. Um, And as far as making time for myself, I struggled with that a lot, um, doing it alone, because there's so much to be done for my family. There's so you know, spending money on myself. I shouldn't spend it on myself. I should spend it on my children. You know, I struggled with that a lot. Um, But there are now two things that I really cling to that has helped me in that area. And one is, you know, scripture says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. And I think sometimes we forget that as yourself, meaning it needs to be in that order. I love God more than anything, but I have to love myself before I can love my neighbors efficiently. And that just bleeds over into my children, right? right? So um, I feel a lot less guilty, a lot less shame when I remember that. and that it's written that I'm supposed to do, take care of me, take a break, you know, um, rely on people, don't be afraid to ask for help. I have family members, you know, I have friends, so being willing to accept help or seek help when needed. Um, And then the other thing that um, I kind of cling to as far as making sure that the family stays happy is I heard a sermon several years back, and the preacher said, you know, do you have the kids that they're angels for everybody else. They are so well behaved. You get all the compliments. Like, your kids can come over my house anytime. And I'm like, I'm so great. You know, when will they act that way for me? Like, they're crazy. You know, they go crazy. They're wild. They're, um, you know, it seems like they're uncontrollable. They're like their worst selves, right? And so I always thought that that made me a bad parent. But she's explaining. She's like, do you have those types of kids? And she's like, pat yourself on the back because that means you're doing a great job. And I'm like, what? She said, you are their safe place. So when they're out in the world, it's, it's big. It's the unknown. They're scared. They don't want the judgment. You know, there's so much fear that they're walking in. And, and you've done a good job of instilling manners and discipline, you know. But when they're with you, it's just like I know that God loves me unconditionally. My kids know that I love them unconditionally. And there is nothing that they can do to make me love them less so they're allowed to be their authentic, crazy, weird annoying selves you know so when it gets to that point and i'm getting frustrated you know i'm able to go don't you know it doesn't mean i'm a bad parent doesn't mean i've spent too much time away from them because now they're crazy Mm -hmm. it's i did what i had to do spend time away with them taking care of me whether it was a bible study a retreat a hair appointment whatever just time with friends you know and when i get back with them and they're acting all crazy i can go oh because I love you. It's <laughs> the only reason you're acting that way. <laughs> so those two things kind of help me uh, love be that. okay with it. <laughs> I love that. You know, one of the things that I say all the time is you cannot pour from an empty pitcher. Once you've poured everything out, something has to be poured back in. Right. So if you're not taking time for yourself, If you're not giving your spouse the opportunity to go do something, and in your case, like, if we've got some single moms in here, we're family. If you need to get away, or single dads. Yeah, I'll take them anytime. (laughs) Well, when I'm home. Um, I'll take them. But you have got to refill the pitcher before you pour back out. And I don't know about you, but when I'm full, I'm better, right? When I'm full, I'm better. I'm not exhausted. I'm not, you know, I'm a better disciplinarian. I'm a better listener. I'm a better thinker. And so um, for the single moms and dads, we want to be, the family that you can call on to watch the kids. And uh, so I'm gonna pass it then to, um, actually, I'm gonna go to you guys next, sorry. We just do it. (laughs) Okay. A lot of, just prayer. God is, I'm like, you have to help us. It's a lot, Um, we both work. 
he goes to school, I travel, kids school, extracurricular activities when you start adding all of that, but you kind of stole my thunder a little bit. <laughs> um, take care of yourself so you can take care of others, especially the ones you love. Um, he does his guys trips, you know, once a year, I do my girls trip. Uh, sometimes I'm like, I just need a break and he'll pick up or he'll need a break. He usually doesn't, you know, I'm like, you look tired and he's like, they're leaving tomorrow. I just have to give them everything I have. So just remembering they won't always be there. <laughs> so you want to enjoy, you know, every moment that you can. Yes. But a lot of prayer. It takes a village. We ask for help a lot because um, it is a lot. Um, okay. Um, and I would also say it takes sacrifice. Like um, when it comes to um, like me in school or like her in work, like, you know, sometimes that's going to come before, you know, playtime with with them and then other times I need to you know realize that you know they are gonna leave for the weekend so you know what yeah let me cut this school work off let me give them my time and then that's it so it is a lot of sacrifice um, a lot of time management and like I said it is uh it takes a village man it really takes a village to take care of kids and mm -hmm. give them what they need and plus you're dealing with so many different emotions and personalities so right. it's, it's kind of hard to judge all that but you know like she said we just do it you know, this is what we pray for. This is what we ask for. So we Come just on. we just do it. So it's good. It's good. You know, uh, something I say all the time in hard seasons is, I don't have to do this forever, but I do for the next whatever it is, two weeks, two months, two years, whatever it is, um, and that keeps it into perspective for you. And I promise you, you guys can attest to this. I promise you, once they're grown up and they're grown out, whew, you, I would start all over again. I really would. I see another hand. Raise your hand if you would just start all over again. Some of you guys are like, you're crazy. <laughs> but I would. Um, yeah, good. Okay, so what about you guys? How do you balance all the hats you wear? Um, a lot of it. A lot of our answers are already said, so it's, um, that's okay. But I think a good thing that we do for each other is that I mean it's constant communication that has to be there. Uh, a lot of like what Tyler said, sacrifice, compromise. Check ins. Like, yeah, that if I if I could see that, or if I see that she's having like a tough day, just yeah, that's good. Being with the kids all day, that's it's exhausting and. I feel it on the weekends, and that's <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> two days. <laughs> yeah, two days out of the week. But um, so I take like from after my uh, long day of work, then I take my thirty-minute drive home, and I just kind of gather myself again, reset. So, so then when I do walk in the door and the kids run up to me, then I can take that pressure off her. She needs to just go sit in the room for ten minutes so she can take that mental break. And yeah, I, I think. That's one thing that um, we do well, but um, another thing that we do, or that we're starting to, is that uh, we're starting to get back in the gym just to work on ourselves better. Okay. You know, you look good, feel good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I, I'm starting to go in the mornings before work. She goes at home, or at night when I get home from work. So. Good. Uh, something else, well, mostly you do all the picking up all the slack you come home he jumps right into dad mode i'm usually cooking dinner by the time he gets home so he's like taking care of the kids setting the table then we're done with dinner I he cleans that. up he does bath like he just jumps in and just takes care of everything i know i i need to probably step up for you because like you work all day and then come home and jump into parenthood and I, but like after i had remy I was at my all-time low. She was my second. I was so depressed. I was so exhausted. I just couldn't even get through the days anymore. Mm. And I was like, I don't want to just have children to have them. I want to raise my children. I want to be with my children. I want to have intentional time with my children. So after that first year or two, that's when we were like, okay, we have to change. We can't keep pouring from an empty cup, mm -hmm. like you said, because I'm slacking as a wife. We, I don't have time for myself. I'm not happy with myself. Our marriage, like, I'm not taking care of you as I should be. 
And then our kids, they were getting the worst end of me. I was just snapping all the time, yeah. angry all the time, crying all the time. So it wasn't fair for them. So taking care of yourself is important. And like you said, it's you feel guilty trying to go do yeah. something. It's like, yeah. I'm not with you. I'm not spending time with you. I'm not around you. Like, But it's not, don't feel guilty because yeah. your kids are going to appreciate you so much more when you're the best version of so yourself. Good. So, so good. that was hard. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty much how we just kind of take care of ourselves. Um, what's the question? How do you make family feel important? Uh, no, how different? do you wear just all the hats? Oh, well, I usually Balance just wear one hat. <laughs> I just wear the mom hat and the wife hat. Um, but I did, I really struggled when we first became, I was going to say home with the kids. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I have to have the perfect house for my husband. I have to have clean clothes, clean house, mm. dishes done, uh, food on the table. But then I was taking away from my kids mm -hmm. because I was just focused on cleaning all the time. Mm -hmm. So I've had to learn to balance, okay. Yeah. Let's, now they're older, so they help clean. Let's clean the rooms, let's clean this. Let's do a couple days a week cleaning and then a couple days a week just full play, all like. <laughs> just a follow up question yeah. to that. You said, I learned that I had to do, well, how did you do it? Like oh. how you, you said, I learned that I had to have more balance. So what shifted in your mind? What, what led you, how did you switch from, I'm just going to clean the house to, I want to be intentional with my kids? Well, I could see social media can be deceiving, but ah. I see a lot of all these happy mm. families and parents and kids. And I'm like, I don't feel that happiness. I didn't feel that happiness. I was not happy with myself. And it had nothing to do with you or my life or mm -hmm. my children. It just mm -hmm. had to do with me. Yeah. So once I knew I had to change, I had to heal, Yeah. then everything else started to align. And we started coming to church a year and a half ago. And like you said, once Jesus is in your life and you put God at the center, the center of your marriage, the center of your relationship, everything shifts everything changes you get clarity and so much conviction and we just sorry i'm rambling but yeah <laughs> so. i love it i love it jenny you're raising a teenage boy all by yourself in this crazy world how first of all you do it and i love it but how do you stay relevant but a mom I get all up in his business without being all up in his business. <laughs> He's back in the room right now, right? <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's a balancing act of uh, being involved but not sheltering him so much that he has his own experiences, right? Yeah. So um, I want my kid to be a kid. I want him to live in the world. Um, but I don't want him to learn from the world. Somebody said it earlier, you know, I want to teach him about the world and how yeah. to walk through it um, as a follower of Christ, not the world teaching him how to do that, right? Um, so I think a lot of it is that, letting him get the exposure um, and not keeping him from it, you know, because we can make that mistake of, you're not gonna experience anything because I don't wanna get you hurt. You know, you don't wanna, right, we, right. we don't want you to deal with the pain and the evilness out in the world. But the reality is, is they're gonna grow up and leave our homes, you know? So the more I walk with him through that, uh, the more he'll, he'll be prepared to do it on his own as an adult. Um, and then just being involved. I get involved as much as possible, whether it's at school events, sporting events, you know, church uh knowing his friends knowing who he's hanging around because you know it just matters it matters um and the more i get to, to to see what he's dealing with the better i can kind of walk him through it as well and then you know social media that they're they're coming up in the days of social media which i was on the tail end of that <laughs> so but making sure you know and he doesn't have every single social media platform but the ones that he does have I'm a friend, I monitor, you know, I know what he's doing on there, I know who he's friends with on there. Um, and it actually has become like a point of communication for me and both of my boys. Like we send funny videos back and forth and, and they're allowed to make fun of me and I'm allowed to make fun of them. Like 
one of my favorite. Well, it's not really a favorite. It's it's bad, but it's good because we can look at each other and laugh. Like, ha yeah, my bad, I did that. But <laughs> he'll they'll send me this meme, right? And it says, um, it's like, what what's the one thing that your mom gave you, you know? And then it flips over to a second video, and I'm expecting like the best birthday or the best life or my favorite pair of shoes. And no, it's what is what's the one thing your mom gives you? And it clicks over, and this guy goes, emotional damage. <laughs> Sorry about that. Glad you forgive me. <laughs> so, you know, just knowing what they're dealing with, that they're seeing those kind of videos, you know, so the fact that they can share them with me and I can share them with them, it helps keep me re relevant and knowing what they're seeing, what they're being exposed to. So just being involved as much as possible. Okay, so Cameron and Maitland, um, how has your parenting evolved since you've gotten closer to Jesus. And how are you guys sharing that with your kids? You wanna start? No. <laughs> okay, repeat the question. <laughs> how has your parenting changed since you've gotten close to Jesus? And then how are you sharing that with your kids? Well, um, we, we've seen a lot of growth in our son, Liam. He's going to be five this year. And, um, but just hearing about what he learns at church and mm -hmm. what he brings home from school, and he's excited about it. And mm -hmm. we can tell that he's, like, really grasping the idea of yeah. who Jesus is and what he's done for us. Okay. And um, so every, every night we make it a point to have dinner together as a family, Turn off all the TVs, tablets, phones away. But we like to have that time together as a family. And he even leads prayer at, at dinner. dinner time. Every night. And he's, he's gotten so good at it and comfortable with it. Because he's, he's a shy boy. And, uh, he, but he's coming out of his shell more and more the more we come here. Yeah. And, I mean, you can see it. And, yeah. um, but nighttime prayers, that's another big thing that we're we need to be more consistent with. Sometimes we're like, go to bed. Like, <laughs> but, but we're trying to be more consistent with it. And it's the cutest thing, just listening to what he prays about. And even Remy will get down on her knees and have her hands together. She's like, thank you, Jeebus. Thank you. <laughs> he, she repeats everything he says. It was, it, it's the cutest thing. And it, it, it hits home with us that yeah. we're doing a good thing. It's beautiful. Um, something that's changed when they first became toddlers and were driving us crazy we yelled a lot like we were just a lot of like screaming yelling kind of household for a while mm -hmm. um, and now we're learning to just have patience mm -hmm. and grace yeah and that's not always easy to do yeah um, but grace in the sense of they are still young they're two yeah. and four so they they're still yeah. just learning and we're still learning so just having that grace for each other um, but I've even noticed, I heard Liam and Remy screaming in the room one day and I was about to get up to go see what's going on and Liam stopped and he's like, I'm sorry for snapping at you, sissy. I love you. And like, he stopped himself and I'm like, okay, maybe they are grasping on like what we're trying to teach them. Just, we're just trying to teach them to be good, godly, loving people. That's, we just want them to be the best versions of themselves. So if we went from yelling, screaming to trying to teach and yeah. have a, we are still very structured and we discipline a lot, but it's from love because we love yes. them so much. We want them to be good people. So good, so good. Tyler and Yo Lamar, um, you kind of answered the question that I gave you <laughs> right. and all the other questions, um, but how, what have you found helpful in fostering this blended family and like how you, you kind of answered it but what do you do when there becomes problems and they're like well i'm gonna go live with my mom right. you know i'm gonna live with my mom because you're not giving me what i want that's what they're saying without saying it right. so how do you guys handle that when that happens um i said it 
at the beginning, and I'll say it again, communication is like really the big key when it comes to things like that. Because um, we had a situation like that not too long ago. The, um, my oldest daughter, she's 13. Um, her and her mom, I guess, was say. having a little disagreement. It's usually the opposite. They want to move with that. Uh, we're leaving there. We're <laughs> yeah, so um, they had like a little disagreement, and you know, she called me, oh, I want to stay with you. And, but then I have to put things in a different perspective, like yes. with her, like, I have to let her know, like, I, I wouldn't want them to say that about me. So I don't want them to say that about their mother. So the same, you know, forgiveness That's and amazing. grace that I want, you know, I want them to show her the same way. So, yeah. Um, and then also when we had, like, issues with, I guess, the kid's mom and, you know, my wife now, like, it, I think it was more of her just feeling that her position was being taken. Sure. And she wasn't realizing that, you know, she, she's here to help. More right, than, bonus mom. Right, but you know they they don't treat her like like she's like a, they treat her like she's a mother. Now yeah. I've, I've never said you know make sure you call her stepmom. You know I made her feel like um you know she's a mother. Yeah, she she does everything a mother should do. So I'm, mm -hmm. that's how I'm gonna put the title on it. So I guess when it comes to <laughs> I guess when it comes to um, just making sure. Um, there's a safe blended family. Like I said, just making sure it's a safe place, making sure that mm -hmm. I don't put them in no position where they have to pick and choose because they yeah. don't like the, the situation came across. That's what it is. But, you know, we're, we're all just a bigger family now. Yeah. That's just how I look at it. So um, just consistency. You know, it's not perfect over there. It's not perfect over here. It's not perfect. But we Again, we never compare households. We never say, oh, yeah, she was wrong. We always try to understand. So good. The place that she's coming from as a single mom. We're like, you know, she works at night. She's tired. Yeah, she's always moody. I'm like, I want tired. you to say that again. <laughs> I want you to say that again, what, what, you, what you started with about consistency. No, the, the, uh, it just left me. Um, when you said about how you deal when things, how you explain to your kids when she's not being. Yeah, we always put, I always put myself in her shoes. She's a single mom. Mm -hmm. She works at night. She's tired. I know what they do at home. They don't clean. They're messy. They're, they're kids. They're so I can just imagine when I'm stressed, he picks up. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have anybody yeah. to pick up. So we nice. always kind of have her back at home, and we always teach him, like, you have to, you know, help your mom. You have to be there mm -hmm. for her. Mm -hmm. And um, our oldest, she's, she has, she's just like her mom. So I always compare my relationship with my mom. When I was a teenager, I always argue with my mom. She's never right, right? It was like we right. were enemies, and I always tell her, like, you're just like your mom. Your mom loves you. She wants the best for you. So we never talk bad about each other I love and that. I mean that's helped <laughs> a lot that's huge that's huge and then another thing on that point I also kind of like left that window out with her mom like you know if she does need help you know I don't I don't mind helping you know I'll mm -hmm. most definitely you know talk with her before anything like that but say like I think one day she was like hey can you um help with groceries you know I talked to her about it and, you know we sent her beautiful and then that's just all about it so that's great I love it. Okay, Bill and Joni. You kind of answered the grandparent one, but how do you all handle now that your girls are grown and they're parents of their own? How do you handle that without meddling? Because you know, oh, we meddle. Okay. <laughs> Well, I think we just leave the lines of communication open and, you know, anything that they, just let them know anything they need, come to us, so. Yeah. I mean, I love that's that. all we got to do now. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Do you yeah. have anything to add What's to up, that? Because is she the meddler? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah! <laughs> She's the it's the okay, Joni. Let's just say, um, I, I, 
call several family meetings around the table. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we got a separate table thing. Yeah. There's a disagreement. Everybody comes to, comes the, to house the table. And, and nobody leaves until we hash it out. It's a Love safe that. zone. And yeah. it's like, you know, we have to so say good. some tough things that you probably don't want to hear. There's, you know, lots of food, crying, but we all leave happy. I love that. You know, but it's for our, our own good That's that we great. have to do that. You know, it's like you don't want to step in, but I love you enough that I am going to step yeah. in. You yeah. know, love it, that. it takes a village, and they're still my kids. I don't care if they are 30 plus. <laughs> right. Right. Still my kids. So. Yeah. Yeah. This is what we do. Can you give it up for this panel today? Just lift your hand if you learned a thing or two. Thank you for joining us today. If you're looking for more information or resources, you can visit mybigchurch.com or follow us on social media at mybigchurch. We love you guys. See you soon. Thank you.